we are so blessed that you're here this morning, so blessed that you're watching, praise God. We are happy that you tuned in. Glory to God, amen. Blessed, blessed, blessed. Hallelujah. Glory to God, hallelujah. So we want to welcome you to Harvest Bible Church. Hallelujah. And uh, if you're here for the very first time, well, welcome. We're so glad that you came. We have uh, connect cards right there in the seat pockets in front of you. That just lets you know how to get in connection with us. And, uh, it's also our prayer request card. If you have prayer requests you'd like to fill out, let us know about so we can pray. Believe God with you. We believe that God hears and we believe God that God answers prayer. Amen. God has some supernatural uh, things in store for you. So if you'd be so kind, if this is your first time, fill that out. Let us know how you heard about us, all that stuff there. And we just love to just say, hey, so welcome. We're so glad that you came. Amen. Glory to God. Well, we're going to worship God with our tithes and our offerings this morning, honoring the Lord. Amen. We believe in God for good things. We want to, we want to continue to create and, and uh, uh, you know, build and do and do all the things we're doing. And also, we want to make things look a whole lot nicer. We got to fix our sign out here that I've been wanting to do. We've got all of them. We know we talk about all the stuff. We just have a lot of things going on. Someone says, why don't you just pick one? I just want to do them all. But we'll do them one at a time as we go along here. It's just that, you know, in the, with the gymnasium and the, and the sanctuary thing that's going to be out east here, there's so much preliminary stuff that you have to do. You have to go through this. You have to get civil drawings. You have to civil engineering. You got to find all of the boundary lines and all that kind of stuff. And praise God, we have found all of the, the things. And so God's been really favorable with us. And uh, and of course, with our roof and our solar and all that we're going to be doing there, that's now that it's, it's, we don't, it's supposed to rain this week. So we can't tear the whole roof off with any kind of, uh, we've got to have a good little window, about, at least about a month out here, so that we can do things. It's going to take them at least two weeks or three weeks to get that accomplished. So, so we've got to find a nice window. So that's kind of what everything's going. So in the meantime, I'm finding other projects. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. And, uh, you know, we want to we wanna go ahead and do some things, so uh, we praise God for that. And uh, I'm, I'm really, really excited because we got a 45-foot high lift that we get to operate on, and me and Aaron are going to get to go up on that thing and fix the sign. Hallelujah. So it's out here in the back, and we're going to be able to play with that. Crispin's been playing with it, too. Crispin's been playing, too. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. It's good stuff. Uh, you know, wonderful thing. Hey, we're going to worship God with our tithes and offerings. So if you need an envelope, they're right there in the seat pockets in front of you if you haven't figured that out. And of course, if you've got that all set up, it's easy to set up too. And it's really easy to text any amount to 84321. Really easy to do that. Glory to God. Uh, be a blessing. Amen. And I believe that. I believe God's going to cause increase to God. I believe there's just supernatural things happening. Hallelujah. Believe that with all of my heart. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. God is so good. So let's pray over this offering. Heavenly Father, thank you for the privilege we have to sow seed into the kingdom of God, to bring our tithes, our offerings, and worship you. Thank you for the windows of heaven that open up. Thank you, Father, for causing all grace to abound toward us. Lord, we honor you and love you. We just thank you, Father, that your hand is upon Harvest Bible Church and upon each and every person that's here. Father, meet their needs. Do it exceeding abundantly above all that they could even ask or think according to the power that works within them. And Lord, we just honor you for it. We thank you for it now. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen and amen. All of you that are watching, you know how to give too. Glory to God. 
And I think I'm the only one uh, up here for giving the announcements. Here you go, buddy. But we have, we have one big announcement. So uh, I'm going to have, well, two actually, but I'm going to let Miss Marilyn come and give hers first. Uh, Mr. Bill Rude was here, but he didn't start, wasn't feeling well, and so he, uh, he had to go. But we'll be praying for him in just a moment, and I'll be sharing some things about what he's doing because they both tie together. So I don't know what Bill's doing. Bill's got his prayer thing, handing out his prayer. He has that, his, just his prayer thing I gave you this morning. I have that all together this morning. You put it all together? Yes. Well, then you do it all together, and then we'll pray for him. Okay. And then I have somebody that's going to help you hand out if you need to. Go ahead. Okay. Okay. So we have a new, uh, well, all of you are members of our community action team. We consider all of you. And um, I, I'm, I'm hoping and praying that some of the stigma of, of it being political is, is falling by the wayside. Because it, it's not really not what that is. It's never what it was intended to be, even though we are involved in that. We're kind of on a sinking ship here in California, so it's all hands to the pump, right? So, um, so when Bill came, you know, with his request and his heart's desire about um, praying for the schools. Um, the third, by the way, we have for prayer Friday, every Friday night. On the third Friday of the month, we focus on community and political things and, you know, what's that kind of stuff. So we included the prayer. And out of that was birthed. Um, one of our intercessors crafted a prayer. <laughs> Bill has one, too. Um, we crafted a prayer. And we put it on our website, if you could put up that slide, Greg, that first slide. No, the other one. The other one with the arrow. You don't have that one? Oh, okay. Yeah, so if you go to our action page, and we do have a QR code there if you want to go there now on your phone. But if you click on the 24-hour prayer, then you'll find all those resources that I'm going to tell you about right now on the website. And um, so when you click on that 24-hour prayer and scroll down just a little bit, next slide, now that next slide, this is, this is the, the first one that you, yeah, so there you have it. There's the, the crafted prayer, I need to add bills because I didn't get that one until this morning, but then we have all of the schools, we don't have Tracy, but we have San Joaquin County. The crafted prayers, both Bill's and ours, are out there in the lobby, along with the list of all the schools. There's 169 schools we have. There's Stockton, Lodi, Aspire, Lincoln, Manteca, Lathrop, and Linden schools are all listed out there. So we would like um, each family to pick up the prayer. The prayer is, you know, just guidelines for you to follow. If, you know, you, you want, you'll be led by the Spirit. Pick up a prayer and pick up either, you know, the location of the schools where you have your children in schools or pick them all up, whatever you want. Um, then you can take that home and begin praying for the schools. I guess Bill might be doing prayer walking. Is that what he's doing? So hopefully he will, after this announcement, get in touch with me and we can maybe help him coordinate that um, um, so all of that is available. I want to thank you all for participating. Just want to use this um, opportunity to remind you that the website is there. We have a, lots of resources. We've added a, a page that shows some of the things that we have accomplished. 
in the county. Um, so you can visit that and be encouraged. And our action page, we, um, we update with action items. Um, I have also uh, handed out to some of you, if you haven't gotten one, there's, they're at the community action table. This is a survey. Um, I'm really um, interested in what you all guys are getting and if you want to be on an email list. Because um, sometimes with, with political things these days, they're not letting us know until the last minute. Like they're putting bills up for review at the last minute. They don't give us time. So I can't necessarily put them on the page because by then it's, you know, over. I promise you that if you do sign up on your email that I won't inundate you with emails. Um, it's, you know, I know that we all are, I know I am too. So be led, you know, if you get an email and you want to delete it, then that's, you know, that's fine. Be led. Um, but, um, I would really love to be able to communicate with you, uh, more consistently, um, on those kind of things. So, uh, thank you so much again for everyone who participates for the prayer team, um, for Bill, for bringing this to our attention and um, email us at um, hbcstockton.org cat at, cat at if you have any suggestions or anything on your heart that we can help also because that's our desire is to bring our community together and make a difference. We have to start here to make a difference in the nation. Thank you so much. Amen. 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 Thank you. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, Bill had a heart to that. And you're going to see by the two different prayers, Bill's is a man's prayer, and Miss Marilyn's, whoever did that, took lady's prayer, okay? Because hers is, uh, you know, this big, and Bill's is this big. It's all good. So, but uh, listen, I do want to pray uh, for Bill right now. And Miss Diana Barron's going to be out there, because Bill had asked her to make sure that those things, but I had talked to Miss Marilyn this morning and stuff, so... Anyways, I want to pray for Bill because they had to leave this morning. He wasn't feeling well, so he's precious. Amen? So we're going to do that right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you and praise you. We lift up Bill and Sherry to you, Father. Thank you for your healing power that flows into Bill's body. In Jesus' name, just take authority over the enemy. Lord, we thank you and praise you that you're such a great God. You're an awesome God. And he's part of the body of Christ here at Harvest Bible Church. And so, Father, when one member suffers, we all suffer. So, Lord, we just touch him. We just thank you and praise that you touch him, that you just heal him, that you bring life into that body in the name of Jesus. And we thank you for it now in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, the other announcements is, guys, we have our men's breakfast coming up this Saturday, uh, May 6th. Glory to God. Amen. And uh, we got another young man that's going to be speaking. So we're blessed about that. Amen. And uh, so you want to come and, and listen to these young guys, they're on fire. And uh, that's the blessing about it. It is. It's a cool thing. I really love it. And uh, so Mr. Isaac's going to be speaking there. If you don't know Isaac Small back there. So, uh, and, and, and uh, you just need to come watch him dance around the stage. So we'll see what happens there. See what he does. He, he's got it going on. No, it's going to be good. We're going to be blessed. And so that's at 8 o'clock on Saturday there, the 6th. Amen. So uh, I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to make that because that's my wife's. I don't know if I'm supposed to say how old she is, but that's her birthday, and it's a very special one. So I don't know if I'm going to get to make that or not. I'm I'm working on it. I want to come. We're working on that. Amen? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Aren't you glad for the Word of God? Amen? 
So if you have your Bibles, I want you to turn to Proverbs 29 because I want to share some things with you to stir up your hearts. I want to stir. Oh, yeah, all you guys, junior high, you guys can take off. Hallelujah. And um, one of the things I do want to just share because the Lord's just been kind of quickening in my heart about some things and, some, and doing some things. You know, sometimes it, there's so many things going on in the world. You know that right now. There's just so many unsettling things. They, this is coming out. That we've got so much information coming through, through through so many avenues that you really don't know which one is really true. Amen? Or which one is you know, really viable and is it, is it really coming right now? Is this something we need to be so concerned about? I mean, how many of you have heard about, you know, this digital currency that everything they're going to take on and all of your money you have is just going to be useless? And it's like, okay, time out. What's happening here and all the different stuff? And so, you know, and it's all about the enemy. What is he doing? He's trying to bring fear. That's the number one thing he's endeavoring to do all across everywhere, the world and across the nations. It's all about fear. Because that's how he operates. He, he, he can do things. If he can get people motivated by fear, how do you, then he can operate. Because that, see, faith motivates God. Faith is what pleases God. Faith is what is the language of heaven. Fear is the language of hell. Okay? And fear is what operates down here so people can do things. So in Proverbs twenty nine eighteen, we all know this verse. You know, sometimes we can, we can hear things over and over again, and as we hear it, uh, what, what happens is, is that we kind of get dull in hearing. We've got to make sure that we don't get dull in hearing. Remember what Paul said? I believe Paul, Paul wrote the book of Hebrews. But, so in, Paul's, in Hebrews chapter 5, he said, you ought to be teachers now, you guys, but yet you're still having to be taught. He said, because you're dull in, of hearing. And, uh, you know, also Jesus said some things over in Matthew 13, and we'll, we'll be talking a little bit about that too, about why people, their understanding. But when I was reading and I was studying along this line, uh, you know, in, in, in the King James Version, it says this, where there is no vision, the people perish, but he that keeps the law, happy is he. The new international, uh, uh, you know, the, the new living, it's not in the doing that, but the new living translation says this, when people do not accept divine guidance, they run wild. When people do not accept divine guidance, they run wild. We got a lot of people running wild because they don't accept divine guidance. And then we got a lot of Christians who are so fearful in some areas because they're not accepting divine guidance. This tells us everything that's going on right now. This Bible, this word of God, he said in the, in the last days, there's going to be perilous times. There's going to be things. It's the beginning of sorrows. There's going to be all kinds of things happening. Amen. But he told us as the body of Christ that we're not to look at the things that are seen. I mean, you know, it's really hard not to look at the things that are seen and see the creator because we got to look at the things that are not seen because the things that are seen are temporal, but the things that are not seen are eternal. So what does that mean? What that simply means is we've got to look at the eternal word of God and get divine guidance so that we're not running around without uh, any kind of uh, vision, any kind of purpose. You know, we, we realize in the, in the Amplified Bible, it says that if we don't have redemptive realities, we're going to run around wild. We're, we're going to run around without restraint, which simply means we're not going to have a focal point. How many know this is our reference point? This is our reference point. And in that reference point, it keeps us steady. It holds us in the place that God wants us to be. 
Now, now the key is, if you knew that you were looking for a treasure, you want to follow the map, right? Amen? Well, if you believe that these words are treasure, then you're going to follow the word. Because they are treasure. In fact, Paul also said this in 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 4 and verse 7. He says, we have this treasure, talking about the Holy Spirit, in us. Did you know you got a treasure in you? And that you've got a treasure full of things that you can take hold of. That when you truly believe that what the Word of God says, it changes everything. Amen. And you rejoice when you hear because that's where the help comes from. That's where life comes from. Amen. God, God wants us to understand that he's given us vision. He's given What do I mean by vision? He gives us purpose. He shows us. You know, people look at Marilyn and say, why is she so compassionate? Why is she always running us down? Why is she always giving us these things? Why? Because she's passionate to know that we can make a difference. Prayer can make a difference. Listen, if you've learned anything, the minority is ruling the country right now. The majority is just sitting back because none of us want all the ungodly things that they're doing. It's just that they're thinking that this is, so these guys have this great big voice, so we got to have a bigger voice. we got to have a voice. And you need to understand that your voice is a lot more powerful than the devil's voice. God created you as a creative being. God said that his word in your mouth is the same as his word in his mouth. And when you speak, you speak rhema. You speak the spoken word of God. It changes things. You get the word into it. You can, like the, like the centurion said, Jesus, just speak the word only. And it happens. Because God said that for us. Now, see, we look at that and we don't really believe that. Because if we did believe that our words would create everything we had, we'd stop saying a lot of things that we're saying. Amen? You know, we would stop doing some of the things we were doing. Amen? But see, one of the biggest things, you know why things magnify is because what we hear is what we see, and then what we see is what we go do. And you know, we got to guard what we hear. There's scriptures in the Bible that say, guard what you hear. Then there's scriptures in the Bible that say, guard how you hear. How you hear is your attitude. Amen? We've got to guard how we hear. What we hear is content. And how do you know we got to guard content? I mean, there's so many things that go on. And, and here's the biggest thing. You don't receive anything that you don't think is going to benefit you. Don't look at me so holy. Yeah, you know, if you think that the person talking is just, they just don't even know. They, you know, they have no idea what they're talking about. You know, unless you can see it benefiting your life, you are not listening. I mean, the lights can be on, but there ain't nobody home. You parked your old carcass here, and you just turned your lights on. But some of you, you parked and turned your lights off. You went right to sleep and let it be good. It's all good, you know. But uh, <laughs> you got to see this working, okay? And it's funny. I saw a, a thing, you know, about somebody posted, and they said, you know, we're part of the Dunners. The Dunners. We're done with that. We're done with that. We're Dunners. That's why when it said Dunners, I said, that's not even good English. I want to read this. So I read it. And, uh, you know, it caught my attention. It was a good thing. But what it simply meant is that guys were out sharing the gospel. They said, well, we're done with that. We tried church. We used to do this. I tried Jesus and I tried this. We did, we're done with because, you know, we were there. We listened to all that. It sounded all really nice, but nothing penetrated. How many remember in Matthew chapter 7, it talks about there's two guys going to church. They both sit in church. 
One's a doer of the word. One's a hearer of the word. The one that's a hearer of the word goes out and builds his house on the sand. The other one who's a doer of the word builds his house on the rock. So the winds blow. The same rains come into the one on the rock. The same rains come into the one on the sand. But the one on the sand gets washed away. And he says, I'm done with that. Because I heard everything. I sat there. I heard everything. And nothing, nothing benefited my life. The doer who built his house upon the rock said, I heard it. I liked it. I applied it. It's mine. And my house stands. The same storms come to all of us. The same storms come to all of us. But it's, it's that, do we see it benefiting our life? Do we see it coming into, is it, is it a blessing? You know, and believe it or not, God has said to us, to us Christians, to us, that we're born again. And listen, if you're saved here this morning, then you've had a divine revelation. You've heard something so clearly that you actually acted upon it. You actually said with your mouth, you believed in your heart, and you said with your mouth, Jesus, I want you to be the Lord of my life. Forgive me of my sins. Thank you. I believe that. And you became saved. You became born again. And that's how you receive everything else. You've got to believe that what God says is true. It's amazing because God has tied himself irrevocably to you and I for the success or for his word to be made manifest here in the earth. Amen? For the the execution of divine purposes, God's tied them to you and I. God uses us. Amen? Amen? And so we have to get in agreement with the word of God. Amen? This is something I'm going to read to, and I've heard this many, many years. The secret of Christianity is this. It's the secret of Christ possessing the heart of man, being yielded to him so that Christ's victory, Christ's consciousness, and Christ's powers possesses or possesses my spirit and my mind, which simply means everything that Jesus did He did for me. His victory, his consciousness, his power all belongs to me. I'm seated at the right hand of the Father. Everything he did, he did it all for me. And he gave me his authority to go out and share the love of Jesus with everybody else and share the power and share the victory and share the joy. Amen? See, the problem is the reason that we don't do the things, because the only way to stay in victory is you've got to acknowledge his power. You've got to acknowledge his victory. You've got to acknowledge his presence. Greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. God and see people look at well, I heard that. See, if you say I have heard that, you don't got it. You gotta get excited about it. It's gotta drop down. It's gotta become a revelation to you actually act on it. You actually do something about it. You're not looking to the bigness of your need. You're not looking to the bigness of what's going on around you. You're looking to the bigness of your God. You got a big God. You got a big, big, big God, and you gotta keep your eyes focused on him. Amen? Hallelujah. Go to Matthew chapter 13, if you're with me. I told you we get over there. This is Jesus talking. Amen. Matthew chapter 13. Hallelujah. I'm going to read it to you out of the New Living, but I'm going to go over it in the uh, King James here. And we're going to look at verse 13 through 15 here. Jesus talking to his disciples. It's kind of unique, but it's so cool because he talks to them because they don't understand. They ask them the question, how come you always teach in parables? You know, Jesus taught in parables all the way around. He did it, you know, and his disciples, they didn't understand that. He'd say things, and then they'd say, oh, you got to explain. Then he would take his disciples apart, and he would explain it to them. Remember the parable, the sower sows the word? Jesus said, if you don't understand this parable, you won't understand any other parable. You won't understand the Bible. Amen? 
Hallelujah. And believe it or not, Christians, if we don't understand the parable of the sower, we won't understand the Bible either. You need to understand that because it, it'll help you from getting discouraged. Amen. There's four types of soils. And in that four types of soil, there's only one soil that actually, so 25% of the people you talk to are going to actually get it. And out of that 25%, only 30% are going to get a full revelation of it. That, 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 keeps, that keeps the percentage going down, down, down. You know that, right? <laughs> but don't get discouraged. Hallelujah. Thank God for the 25% and thank God for the 30. And you just keep sowing the seeds. Amen. But here in Matthew chapter 13, verse, verse 13, he said this. He said, to those who listen to my teaching, more understanding will be given and they will have an abundance of knowledge. And aren't you glad for that? And those of us that listen, now listen. But for those who are not listening, even what little understanding they have will be taken away from them. That is why I use these parables. For they look, but they don't really see. They hear, but they don't really listen or understand. This fulfills the prophecy of Isaiah that says, when you hear what I say, you will not understand. And when you see what I do, you will not comprehend. For the hearts of these people are hardened and their ears cannot hear and they have closed their eyes. So their eyes cannot see and their ears cannot hear and their hearts cannot understand and they cannot turn to me and let me heal them. But blessed are your eyes. Because they see and your ears because they hear. Guess what? Blessed are your eyes and blessed are your ears because we've got the Holy Spirit who illuminates things, who is shaping things, who is doing things for us that changes everything. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. We, we thank God for that. You know, and, and when, you, when you really see that, it's like, oh my goodness, praise God. You know, uh, and understanding, wow, this is what God says, what I can hear and do. And you've got to grasp it. You gotta believe it. So say we have just words, but words are powerful. Amen. Amen. I mean, words is what we have. That's what changes everything. You get somebody's word on that, and it's like, hey. And thank God we've got the Holy Spirit who inspired, who wrote. The Holy Spirit inspired these guys. He came on them. They wrote as inspired men of God. That same Holy Spirit lives and dwells on the inside of. We know the teacher. We know the author. Amen. We realize this. Hallelujah. You know. See, one of the biggest things I've seen in people's lives is that they go, well, I used to believe that. How do you stop believing something that you really, truly believed? I mean, it's amazing to me, uh, especially, especially truth. When something's truth, you know, it never changes. So how do you stop believing? It's like, that's like saying, I stopped believing in gravity. I started believing I could fly. The problem is, is that, you know, people say that, and if they've said that, they've never tried to fly, you know, because they're not all broken up. <sighs> Amen? Because if you jump off this building, guess what? The law of gravity is going to work, you know? I mean, amen, unless you've got some kind of jetpack on you that you've, and then you supersede that. There's other laws that supersede things, but the key is just for you to say that, what happens is, is that we have got to see the truths of the word of God. We've got to get a revelation of it. It's got to become real to us. You know why? Because what's real to you is what you hold on to when the, when, you, when, the, when the heat's on, when the pressure's on, and everybody's telling you, you need to do this or you need to do that. What are you going to hang on to? You're going to hang on to the word? You're going to hang on to this? What are you going to do when you get a negative report? What are you going to do? You know, because just like he said, we've got to hear it, we've got to see it, and we've got to understand it with our heart. 
Amen. Once you see it, once you hear it, and you understand it, it becomes life to you, and nobody can take it away. Somebody can criticize. They can call you all kind of names. They can say anything you want, but you know you got the only parachute jumping out of the plane that's crashing, and you're going to hang on to the parachute. You're going to hang on to the truth. You're going to hang on to what it is. Like, hey, I'm going to see myself. I'm going to do glory to God. Why? Because God has a plan and a purpose. Amen. He's got a vision and he's got a purpose for our lives. He's not going to fail you. He can't. He won't. God won't fail. Amen. God's given us everything that we need to succeed. He's given us everything we need so that we can finish. God wants us to finish. Amen. See, that's the key thing. When you see the word of God benefiting you, then you'll value that word very, very, very much. You'll value it like crazy. You'll say, oh, man, yes, yes. This is what I see. I see this. This is it. Hallelujah. And how many of you know this? It's not a matter of just hearing something, but it's a matter of keeping something in front of you and seeing it until you begin to digest it. You know, I used to do this when I was younger, and I, I think I should get back to it, but I, I, and this will date me because I used to do this with cassette tapes, but I would listen to a cassette tape of somebody that I really enjoyed or something that I wanted to get, and I would listen to it at least 10 to 15 times, and back then, those cassette tapes were an hour and 30 minutes long, and they wasn't, we didn't have any short services back then. They would never know. No, you, are you kidding? These hours, these 30, I mean, no way. They were two, three hours long with everything. So, but I would listen to these in an hour and a half because that's how, that's how big the tape was. And sometimes they were two tapers because they'd go so long. But I'd listen to this and I'd listen to it over and over. And I would listen to it till I would just get like, and I'd get like, oh, okay, I think I, and then I'd say, nope, I want to listen to it one more time. Because when I, when I don't want to listen to it again, I need to listen to it one more time and get what God wants me to get out of it. Hallelujah. And usually that's the best time because that's when I get the divine deposit that God wants to put down on the inside of me. Hallelujah. Because then I get the vision. I get what God's wanting to say because when God led me to hear it, there was something he wanted to get to me. When God leads me to the scriptures, there's something he wants to get to me. He wants to get that scripture to me. He doesn't want me just to see it one time, just to listen. Oh, so I know. No, he wants to get it to me. He wants to get it in me. Hallelujah. He wants to get it down right on the inside of me. Amen. Hallelujah. And get that vision so I can see the vision of being well, or I can see the vision of being prosperous, or see the vision of long life, or see the vision of wisdom, strength, you know. Because how many of you know that the enemy is, he's really good at what he does. He's always putting vision in front of you. He's always getting you to think that what you can't do. He's always getting your mind to run off on this and run off on that. He's always trying to get your faith to work against you. So says, well, how does he get that? How does he get that? He gets you to believe his lies. You're using your faith to create because he can't create anything in your life. He can only make, you know, he, he can only start something, but then what happens is if you believe it and you start talking about it, then you create it. He doesn't have any creative ability. He's a, he's a copycat. He just has to get you. That's why he has to get you to say bad things. He has to get you to act stupid he has, so that he can create it because you're the one that creates it. He only gives you suggestions. He only opens up and says, look at this. Oh, look at this. This is going to happen. That's going to happen. Look at all this stuff. And he gets you to talk about it. And he gets you to react to it. And so he uses your faith against you. Amen? We, we gotta, we, you know, he's always trying to get his lies against God's truth. And the funny thing about it is we have a tendency to believe the negative. How I many you know we have a tendency to be a negative? 
everybody's more negative. They're always, in, you know, they always have the, the idea of Murphy's Law. How bad it is, it's going to be. How bad it's going to be. You know what I mean? It's just going to happen. You know, if something bad's going to happen, it's going to happen to me. They got, the, they got the Eeyore syndrome. You remember on Winnie the Pooh? Eeyore, it always happens to me. It's so bad. It's something bad. There's, it, oh, the flu's coming. I'm going to get the flu. I'm going to get this. And nothing ever good happens to me. And the enemy's always trying to get you to, get, to slide in with him because it seems so hard for us to be positive. See, because... Believe it or not, this word is what gives us the vision of what God... God tells us to look into his word because when we look into here, the holy written word of God, it changes us. It gets... This is God's vision for you. That's why you got to read it together and let God unveil himself. He unveils himself to you. He's, you know, and here's the thing about it. Most people think they see something, they go, oh, wow, man, that would be so cool if that was really true. No, if you see it, it's yours. All things that you see, it, God says, it is true about you. It is true what God said about you. It is true that greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. It is true, hallelujah, that you're a child of God, hallelujah, you know, that you're more than a conqueror, you're an overcomer in this life. It is true that you've got the wisdom and the strength and the ability of God on the inside of you because the Holy Spirit lives in you. The third person of the Godhead is revealing God to you, revealing Jesus to you on the inside of you. Your spirit's been born of God, amen? You've got that divine nature on the inside of you. And, and you grab a hold of that. And people say, yeah, but then everybody's going to think that I'm cocky or they're going to think that I'm arrogant. Glory to God. No, they're going to think that you're confident. Hallelujah. And the devil's going to know how you're going to defeat him. You're going to be able to defeat the enemy. Amen? Because you're speaking the word of God. Say, no, I believe the word of God. This is what the word of God says. This is what the Bible says. Amen? Hallelujah. And, and what happens is if we can begin to see that and begin to believe that, you know why many people don't? It's because they look at this and go, I don't understand it. Well, get a, get a, get a translation you can understand. You know, get things that you can do. Get things, you know, and, and begin to grab a hold of it. You know, I do the King James. I grew up on the King James, okay? That's why I do that. I like the New Living Translation. I don't like some things about it. There's some things about the King James I don't like because I don't understand a lot of the these and the thous and the verilies, okay? But, you know, you, gotta, you just got to look and see. But, you know, you know in your heart, the wonderful thing about it is God gave you his spirit on the inside of you that so you have an unction from the Holy One and you know all things. You need not that any man teach you because that same anointing that abides within you, amen, it'll teach you all things. You go, the verse up there from John chapter 2 is you have an unction. You have an unction from the Holy One, amen, and you know all things. I like one preacher used to say in the back, he said, you've got to unction the function. <laughs> and you need to listen to that unction so you can function. <laughs> so it's good. I like that. Hallelujah. Amen. But let me give you some things really quickly here. I'm not going to keep you long today. I just want to encourage and strengthen you. One of the reasons is that we don't, is we don't let the Word of God and the Holy Spirit, hallelujah, are the ones that, that, that they, they're the ones that give us the vision. They're the ones that bring life to us. But we got to love this. We got to know that this, like Job said this. Job said, I love your words more than my necessary food. The Word of God. Jesus said it like this. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. 
This word is so much greater. It's like I remember when back in the day when people say, well, if you could only take one thing with you, if you could only take one thing and you were stranded on a desert island, what would you take? I said, I'd take my Bible. Because with this Bible, I can produce everything else I need. I can have the fish jump on shore so I can fry them up. Hallelujah. God can have the seagulls bring over and bring me whatever else I need. Hallelujah. I mean, he, he bring it all. He can, God can create everything. I'll have me a hotel by the time it's all done. Hallelujah. And a resort. Because I, the Bible will create everything I need. Amen. Hallelujah. So that's what I take. You know. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You, you grab your Bible. But here's the first thing you got to have. You got to have a consuming love for the word of God. Amen. And you also have to have confidence in God. Just, and I like this. This way. You have to have an overwhelming confidence in God. God can't fail. God won't fail. God's never done. Hasn't God shown himself faithful by now? Amen. Amen. And if you'll have a great love for the word of God and a great confidence in God of the word... This will produce, this will change your life forever. It will, it will, it will, it will, it will. And here's the other thing too. Ryan tried to get you guys in the, in the very beginning to talk about we're seated in heavenly places. We're seated at the right hand of the Father. You, this is the second thing that you've got to grab a hold of is that you've got to learn how insignificant earth circumstances are compared to where you're seated, compared to heaven's uh, you know, provision and heaven's supply. Hallelujah. We've got heaven's supply. We've got God backing us up. Amen. Earth, the circumstances, all the things down there. Glory to God. God's got so much more to make that happen. God can turn your tide. God can turn everything around. Amen. When it seems impossible, God just goes, and you go, wow, isn't that God? God's so good. But we get so overwhelmed with how, but yeah, but we have this. Oh, we have this. Oh, we have this. Amen. And and many times we're the ones thinking we've got to make it happen. You got to be in God's strength. Jesus never told us to be strong in ourselves. He told us to be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Amen. Amen. See, you've got to see, <laughs> hallelujah, you've got to see earth's circumstances from heaven's standpoint. You're, you're far above all things. You look down and go, oh, okay, I got this situation going. But God can do this. We can do this. Oh, yeah, God, God's going to give me wisdom. We'll be able to handle this. Hallelujah. He'll be able to do it. Has God not been faithful? God's always faithful. He's continued to be faithful. You always have to learn the secret of giving to God in worship what is his due. I never forget when God, you know, and somebody said this, and I'm not sure who, because you you always, when you get something, you read something, you go, okay, so-and-so said it the first time. The second time, you say, somebody said it. Third time, you say, it's mine. I said it. You take it, okay? So I, I take this, you know, And this statement was such a great statement. It says, never let what's wrong with me stop me from worshiping what's right with God. I never let what's wrong around me stop me from worshiping what's great about God. He deserves worship in the midst of everything. So if you say, well, I don't feel like it, big deal. That's the sacrifice of praise. That's the sacrifice of worship. I never let what's wrong with me stop me from worshiping what's right with God. Amen. 
So one, but another secret of that is this, is that I give God in worship what is his due. Hallelujah. And then he gives back to me how I can help people in their needs. Amen. See, I give God what is his and, and do to him and worship him. Then he in turn says, hey, I want you to do this to be a blessing to meet the needs of others. See, we have a tendency to think that we have to do it. No, God gets to do it. Amen. See, if we'll allow the word of God, it changes us. It stirs us and it changes us. And we're going to need that. The only thing that's going to be able to hold us steady, the only thing that's going to keep you sane is the helmet of your salvation. In your armor, the only thing that's going to keep, keep you sane, you understand what I'm saying? Now, what's going to keep you safe is your shield of faith. Okay? And what's going to keep you fighting is the word of God. But the only thing that's going to keep you sane is you to know to put on the helmet of salvation to guard your mind from all the lies of the enemy. Because when you know you're saved and you know the word of God and you know who your Lord is, praise God, you're not going to let the lies of the enemy come in and bombard you. So we've got to read this word. We've got to take hold of this word and we've got to get consumed with this word and, and allow it to change it. Allow it to change us. And then when God shows you, grab a hold and say, no, 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 I got God's word. I got words. You know, it's like uh, if your word wasn't any good, and that, you know, that's the sad thing about it. You need to start making your word good. But when I told my kids, hey, we're going to get to do this on Saturday, they knew taking it to the bank because dad never lies. That was the one thing in our family that you never wanted to do. You know, my kids came within an inch of their life when they lied the very first time in their lives. So, and uh, that was not a good sign. So they realized, nope, we never lie. They might not tell me the whole truth, but they would never lie. I'd have to explain to them, listen, a half-truth is still a lie, but, you know, it's things there. But you've got to get consumed with the Word of God until you decide that the Word of God is greater than anybody else's Word. Amen. Amen. God said this. God said this. You know, and then you got to believe it. Isn't that amazing? People read this. Well, I do believe it. Well, then what is it doing? How's that working for you? See, because you're not doing the very next thing is you're not acting like the word is so. You're not acting on that word. Well, so, well how am I supposed to do that? Well, if God said, you, this is what he said about you, then you're supposed to say, this is what God says. Yeah, but this is the way I feel. God said we walk by faith and not by sight. God didn't tell us how we felt. Amen? He says, yeah, but I can't deny what I am. No, you just don't know who you are. Because I am what he says I am. If God says I'm healed, then I'm healed. If God says I'm blessed, then I'm blessed. If God said I'm the head and not the tail, then I'm the head and not the tail. If God said I'm more than a conqueror, then I'm more than a conqueror. If God said I'm his child, and what shall I say to these things? If God be for me, who can be against me? Hallelujah. If God said he never leave me nor forsake me, then he's never going to leave me. I am never alone. Never alone. Because God said he'd never leave me nor forsake me so that I can boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear what man can do unto me. Hallelujah. God said, you know, bless the Lord, O my soul. Bless the Lord, O my soul. And all that's within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul. And forget not all of his benefits. Who forgives all of my iniquities. Who heals all of my diseases. Who crowns my life with loving kindness and tender mercy. God says, listen, these are things that we've done. God said he's ordered my steps. 
So I'm in this. God must have ordered my steps. How did God's going to be able to get me out of this? Or God's going to be able to get goodness from this? God also said, hey, I, I messed up. I'm doing, I know I got over here. I'm in trouble. God said, hey, I'm going to send my word. I'm going to heal you and I'm going to deliver you out of all your troubles. I'm going to be with you. I'm never going to leave. I'm going to be strong. You're strong. Be strong in me. Be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Hallelujah. See, we look at things, you say, well, pastor, you just know all that stuff. Well, I had to do all that stuff. You think I, this thing just came to me? Well, you're a pastor. It just come to you. Now I had to put it all in. You know, I'm anointed to preach it, but I ain't anointed to live it. You know, you got, you got to, you know, I, I got to do the same thing. I got to take it. I got to apply it because the enemy attacks me just like he attacks you. In fact, he attacks me harder because he wants to take me out to, so that you run. Because when there is no leader and things, people go crazy. We see that in our nation. Come on. Now, I could keep going if you want to. We could just keep going to quote and do the whole thing and tell you. That's how I stir myself up. I preach to myself in a minute and say, you better. I said, boy, you better man up right now. I'm a southern boy, okay? I yank myself and say, hey. Stop feeling sorry for yourself. Quit being a baby. Amen. Most people can't handle being man up anymore. Tell people to man up, they get all excited. You hurt my feelings. Listen, the word of God. God's made you a, a warrior. God's made you strong, but you've got to take hold. And you've got to apply it because he's given you vision. But you need to know that your words are powerful for you. Amen. We've got to, and you've got to love this word, but you also know that through this word brings life. That's why when you see it, you go, oh, well, no, God said this. Because when somebody else says, well, you're, you're just like this, and you're just like this, and you're going to do this. No, you're never going to mount anything, or you're just, nothing's ever good is going to happen. You're like, oh, no, 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 no. I changed bloodlines. I, I changed families. Hallelujah. I'm in the family of God. I got the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm telling you right now, God's on my side. God's, and I'm on his side. And I'm in agreement with God. And he's ordering my steps. And you watch and see what God does in my life. Because that's what the word is. And to say, what? It seems. No, no, no. Just take one scripture. One scripture. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Or, you know, it's no longer I that live, okay? Talking about I've been crucified with Christ, Galatians 2.20. That's a good one to take in the beginning. I've been crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet, you know, the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Amen? He talks about, he said, I've been crucified with Christ. Amen? It's no longer I that liveth, but it's Christ that lives in me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loves me and gave himself for me. And the next verse says, I do not frustrate the grace of God. I do not. How do we frustrate the grace of God? God, you did, what you said is not true. What you said is not true. That's how you frustrate the grace of God because God's grace is greater than anything you're facing. God's grace is so wonderful. It's grace, God's grace is his grip on you and he never lets go. Your faith is your grip on God. You let go up and down, but he never lets go of you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Never, never, never. So listen, we're the church. We're the body of Christ. We are going to finish our course. We are going to go forth. So raise up, stand up, be blessed. Hallelujah. And let's let God be God in our life. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we honor you. 
Lord, I just shared my heart today. I shared what you told me to share and what you've placed within me. Hallelujah. Because it's not hype. It's not a hype. We can stand the tests of time. We can stand the storms of life. The storms can rage, but our house is built upon the rock. It's built upon the Lord Jesus Christ because we're doers of the word and not hearers only. Now, Father, the greatest thing is we want the world to know how great Jesus is. So we want people to be born into the kingdom of God. We want them to run to know the reason of the hope that's within us. Oh, Father, my heart's cry. Lord, thank you for these folks that are here, all those that are watching. But Father, in the name of Jesus, hallelujah, if there's anybody here that really doesn't know you, they're not sure of their salvation, or they've fallen away, they, they, they kind of dragged themselves in here saying, man, I'm going to give God one last chance. Well, let me just tell you, he loves you, and this isn't your last chance, but this is a chance to get strengthened, to get healed, to get whole. And if you're here and you want Jesus to be the Lord of your life, what that means, you're going to come back to him or you're coming to him for the first time or you're just saying, man, I need to surrender. If that's you, just raise your hand real high. Let's pray. Let's believe God. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. I see that hand. Hallelujah. You know what? When God touches your heart, you may not know a lot, but God touches you. Hallelujah. Amen. See that. Let God's hand be upon you. God is so good. Thank you, Father. Lord, I just thank you for that one. I thank you for others that are here that are unsure about what's, what's they don't really know what to do or what to take. But Father, your hand, your plan and your purpose for their lives. Father, I know in my heart that your word is so precious, that you loved us so much that you sent your son Jesus to die for us. You said that if we would believe in our heart and confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus, we would be saved. Father, I, you know, and coming back to you in 1 John 1, 9 says, if we would confess our sin, God is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Father, thank you that you, no matter how many times we run to you, no matter how many times we fail, you're always there to pick us up. You're so precious. Lord, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for that. And Lord, we honor you for it. Father, I just thank you that the word of God will not return void. But there's some decisions that need to be made to believe. Decisions need to be made to believe. And Lord, thank you. Thank you for that. Many times we want to fight against it. But Lord, if we just simply believe you and trust you, oh, how great it would be. Oh, how great it would be. Lord, we honor you. We love you and thank you for it. And it's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen. And amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Praise God. Well, we're going to have our prayer team come forward. They're going to pray with with you guys if you need prayer for anything or if you should have raised your hand on any one of those things. Just come forward. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And the rest of us, we're going to all stand up. We're going to be dismissed here. I love you. God loves you. And the best is yet to come. We are going to finish our course. God bless you. You're, You're dismissed.